Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Crushing Real Estate with Brian Pham, where we interview real estate professionals around the industry. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show and leave a very positive review. We release an episode every single Sunday, so stay tuned. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Crushing It in Real Estate. This week we have Lily Jang. Lily is a television news anchor in big markets for 21 years, including Seattle and Houston. Lily, in 2017, decided to combine her two passions together, um, which is um, real estate and, and broadcasting. And now she owns a segment on KPRC, and she's, she's also a realtor in Keller, Keller Williams in Houston. So Lily, welcome Hi. to the show. Thank you for having me. An honor to be here with you. My goodness. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you so much for making the time. Hey, Lily, how'd you get started into real estate? I started in real estate by accident. And um, I will say this, it took a really devastating time in my life. Oh, no. To use this path. Yeah. So I, as you mentioned, I was in I was a news anchor for 21 years in Seattle and Houston, Alabama, here in Texas. And um, new management came in after five years at the CBS station here in Houston, and they cleaned house, and I was a casualty. Oh, wow. So my dream job, you dream your whole life to be a voice in your own community, in your own hometown, and Mm -hmm. this happens, you have to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And um, I came back to Houston from Seattle because my dad is sick. Mm-hmm. And um, he has Parkinson's and he has dementia. I'm so sorry to hear. Thank you. Thank you. And it's not like I could take another news anchor job in Chicago, LA, New York. So mm-hmm. I really had to figure it out. I had to pivot. I had to reinvent myself. And I had to figure out some way that I would survive and thrive. And I chose real estate. <laughs> <laughs> I love but, it. I know. But I, you know, I, I bought homes, sold homes. And I always love that process. So mm-hmm. I said, you know what? watch me. You told me I wasn't good enough for something. Watch me succeed at something else. Mm-hmm. I, I love that story a lot because uh, similar, similar to you, when I first moved to the Bay Area, um, it was more expensive than I thought. And yeah. I came here as a software engineer. And when I first moved up here, I was living paycheck to paycheck. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to let let this continue happening. So I started getting into real estate and started investing and this is about 2016, you know? So this is the perfect time to invest in the Bay. I made a shit, no, I didn't curse. I made a lot of mistakes, uh, but I still made money because the market was so hot. It wasn't, right. it wasn't until like the end of last year that it started to catch on to me that I was losing all my fundamentals and I was losing a lot of money that I really like took a step back and reinvented myself again. And this time I wanted to be a real estate developer. I wanted to be a real estate syndicator. It's crazy. I know exactly how it feels when you were pushed back against the wall and you're like, I have to make something happen. The mentality that you have, you're going to have to make something happen. You do it. You do whatever it takes to succeed. Yeah. So the most devastating and the most challenging times in your life are your best teachers, right? And so I told myself and I told everybody around me who was worried about me because this is the only thing I've ever done was TV news. Um, I said, just watch. Watch my setback. Watch my comeback be stronger than my setback. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agree with that statement. So, Lily, can you walk us through your real estate career? Like, how did you get? What, what was the first deal that you that you were a part of? Are you mainly in the real estate? Real? Like, are, you, are you mainly a realtor? Realtor? Are you an investor? Like, can you walk us through that side? 
Yeah, I'm a full-time realtor, so I represent sellers and buyers, everybody mm -hmm. in between, investors, um, flippers. So I know that I'm very lucky, and mm -hmm. I know that I had name recognition going into this in my hometown of Houston after being a news anchor here for five years. So mm -hmm. I know I'm a different case. And so right off the bat, the moment I announced that to my sphere on Facebook and on Instagram, I immediately had business. Mm -hmm. I had business that out, I mean, um, I will say this, my business outgrew my education. Oh, wow. So right off the bat, I was like, what am I doing? I don't even know how to write a contract. What is this? What do I say? What do I do? How do I do this? But mm -hmm. I had business. So I was failing as I was making money. Mm -hmm. And so my first few deals, thank God they were my friends because I would mess up them up so bad. <laughs> and, um, uh, but they went to closing and it was fine. But, um, yeah. I feel like I made all the right mistakes. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is um, I've joined firms and I've joined, let me see how I say this. I've joined brokerages that I knew right away were not going to be a fit because our belief systems were different mm -hmm. and I left and that was the best decision I could make. But, but because of that, in my first year, I jumped around. I had mm -hmm. three different brokerages my first year in real estate, which mm -hmm. is kind of unheard of, you know? Mm -hmm. But um, I think the most important thing I learned my first year, I'm in my year three. Mm -hmm. um, my first year was, and it was really a challenge finding a brokerage that really spoke to me in value mm -hmm. and beliefs because your name is all you have at the end of the day and your reputation is all you have. Mm -hmm. Find a good fit. Definitely. What kind of advice do you have for that? How do you know if that's a fit for you for all our new realtors out there? Oh gosh, I will say this. I will say that if I could do it all over again, because it was a brand new career for me, I would have started mm -hmm. at Keller Williams only because mm -hmm. I went to a listing appointment. I had no idea what to say. I just did what I thought was right from my previous life of learning how to deal with people. Mm -hmm. But it would have helped if I had a script of backups. What do you say when this happens? Mm -hmm. Right? And Keller has these classes or any, any brokerage, any big brokerage that um, provides all these courses for you to, to get you on your feet. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have that. So I wish I would have started at Keller Williams. Um, and now I am with Keller Williams. That's awesome. Before yeah. you started Keller Williams, did you read a series of books that he posted? No, I didn't know anything about Gary Keller. <laughs> I didn't know anything about Keller Williams. Yeah. I, um, I left my former brokerage. It was Heritage mm -hmm. Texas Properties because mm -hmm. I wanted a cap. And I was leaving so much money on the table without a cap because every deal, you're just throwing money back at your broker. I wanted to cap out and mm -hmm. then you're 100% commission. And I felt like in Houston, I do my own marketing. Mm -hmm. I do everything myself. I didn't really need a brokerage to do it for me like a compass. Mm -hmm. um, so Keller was and still is uh, the right answer for me. That's awesome. That's really inspirational to hear, you know. I think that yeah. most people would agree that looking up to you, you're, you are inspiration. You know, we, you have a lot of name recognition out there and knowing that, you know, even, even the best of us can have our struggles, but it's up to our mentality to get, to overcome them, you know? And I feel like that's a great message for everyone listening that's just starting out in real estate. Cause I understand that, you know, becoming a first year realtor is probably the toughest year of your life. It is. You're, you're spending money like no other and just trying to get business to work, you know? You don't have a clientele base. You don't quite know what you're doing. Right. And for you to stick it to year three and become this successful, because I look at your Instagram stories, you know, I know I've been keeping track of what you do. I'm really inspired by what you do. And for you to become this successful, it's, it's really amazing to me. So props to that. 
Thank you. I appreciate that. And I will say this, if I can look back, I mean, I'm still learning, but if I can look back in my first year and second year, there's so much in real estate that you cannot control. You can't control the deal until it closes. You mm-hmm. can't control what the buyer is going to do. And if their contingency is going to fall through, you don't, there's so many variables. But yeah. the one thing you can control is your emotion. There's no such thing as a real estate emergency. Mm-hmm. Let the emotion take it out of it. And I think that a lot of realtors, I'm, I was one of them. Mm-hmm. You let your emotions get in the way of the deal, you know, and you get you and the other agent are fighting about something. Mm-hmm. Why are you fighting? It's all going to be okay. It's, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Exactly. Just get out of your own way. Yeah. And I like how you mentioned too, is like you have to be in control of your emotions. So yeah. I feel like, Real estate is a huge EQ game. You know, like your EQ has to be tremendously high because you are dealing with a lot of people who could possibly be lying to you and or just telling you of missing information that you kind of have to piece together. Right. And at the same time, they're also your client, your lender or whatnot. And you kind of have to um, get the information you need correctly without offending anyone. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true because everybody's trying to hustle you, right? They just do. I've been hustled. Here's the thing, though. Um, Always just listen to your intuition. Listen to your gut because it's always Mm -hmm. right, right? Mm -hmm. So never work with a buyer who hasn't been Mm pre-approved. If they want to work with you, they'll work with you. But never work with somebody you don't know Mm -hmm. because you're wasting your time if they can't even get pre-approved. So from the get-go, you have to know that um, you're spending your time wisely. Because we could be dragged in a hundred directions all day long. Mm-hmm. So definitely, at least up to next next question. So do you have any interesting story that you would like to share with us regarding your most recent success or any success in the past that you can share? And then we'll follow up that question with, do you have any interesting stories that you like, like interestingly bad stories or bad experiences that you would like to share and that you learned from in the past? Oh my gosh. I only have like, um, I will tell you this. Um, and this is like a rated G, so I'll try to keep it G. <laughs> do not have toilet paper at your open houses. Do oh not. Because this oh kid's going God. there. And I know. And then they just mess it all up. Wow. Um, no, just like we don't have toilet paper. Got to go. Because <laughs> in my communities, I have a lot of people who come in, right? And they're and they, these these parents will look, their kids are running wild. Mm-hmm. They're drawing on my walls. They're, they're just crazy. They're mm-hmm. crazy. And I don't know if you guys have that, but it's just here. It's hot. So everybody's congregating inside a house. Yeah. And, and in a community where I'm selling 45 homes, mm-hmm. for a builder, um, we have one little model home and they just set their kids free. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. They paper and they won't make a mess. <laughs> I should have a different... Day. Actually, I had a different problem. I have a story to tell you too. What, so, we, what? so we finished flipping a house and we staged it, right? Uh, so in case you don't know, like the San Francisco Bay Area has a huge homeless problem. So yeah. we actually had someone break in, take a shower with all the staging towels and everything, sleep in the bed, and then break, break the other window to get out. <laughs> oh, God. And I hear like it's really hard to evict somebody, right? Yeah. yeah. If they're, oh, my God. Yeah, we. I I feel really really bad for them, so I'm not too angry. But at the same time, yeah. I was like, they can at least slide the door instead of breaking two windows. <laughs> They're just trying to survive. They really are. They're just yeah. trying to survive like the rest of us. Yeah. Do you guys have the, the worst homeless population in the country? Is that what I hear? Yes. So yeah. it's it's uh it's quite bad over here. Uh, yeah. I feel like 
you know, this is a different conversation, but <laughs> yeah, like it is. It our is. city can do a better job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll say this too, to, to wrap mm-hmm. up that. Um, what I think that I wish somebody would have told me was find a good mentor. And I, I did, mm-hmm. I, I owe him the world. I'm so grateful. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the day that I get to talk at family reunion at Keller Williams, uh, I will thank this man because he's still, he's still my mentor to this day. He doesn't make any money off of me. He just is always there for me. Mm-hmm. If you're lucky enough to find somebody who will be your mentor, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that is this, the key to my success. Mm-hmm. Because there are so many questions all the time. Every single deal is different. Every mm-hmm. deal is different. It is. And I'm still wondering, like to this day, I have questions. I'm like, how do you do this? Okay, mm-hmm. so if they just backed out and have a backup contract, the backup contract didn't deliver earnest money. To, is that even a backup? So there's always questions. Yeah. And, um, you know, and every deal is different. I agree. So um, I'm still, I feel like newbie still. Mm-hmm. So find yourself a good mentor, somebody you can really trust who will, who will be loyal to you and vice versa. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a really good point too for all our listeners. You know, when you're first starting out in any industry, find a good mentor. This person will be able to teach you stuff that you don't know before and help you skip levels quickly too. Yeah. And you know, I will say that sometimes you just have to make your own mistakes so you learn. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that is a priceless lesson, you know, yeah. but, but sometimes you can skip most of it. Mm-hmm. But I know exactly what you mean though. But especially yeah. in real estate, it's, it's a lot of creativity involved with every single deal. It, not only in, on the buying and selling side, also the investment side of things. You know, mm-hmm. things never quite work out the way it, that you intend, but yeah. the best thing in real estate is always keeping a very positive mindset at all times because mm-hmm. regardless of how bad it may seem at the time, when you look back on, on that particular deal a couple months later, a couple years later, and you're like, what was I stressed about? It wasn't even that bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like super animated. I'm yeah. very engaged in my, my, in my um, deals. And so mm-hmm. there are times I'm like, just calm down. It's okay. Take your emotion out of it because mm-hmm. if your clients are feeling your stress, mm-hmm. you're not doing the job as well. I agree. You know, I should absorb all the stress for my client mm-hmm. and not let them see it. I love that. Do you feel like now that you are a full-time real estate agent, have you drawn on any experiences, any experience, knowledge that you had in the past in your previous jobs to help you succeed right now? Yeah, absolutely. I think just life experience in general mm-hmm. is, I mean, it is priceless, right? So mm-hmm. what I took from my previous job as a news anchor um, was urgency. So it kills me when I send you an offer mm-hmm. in your inbox and you haven't checked it in six hours and the sellers don't have, I mean, like, I guess I don't get that mm-hmm. <laughs> because let's make this deal happen. And I think that coming from a different career, I just had deadlines. I had, there was more urgency to it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm dealing with a lot of people from different backgrounds, right? Yeah. Take things a little more mm-hmm. laid back, laissez-faire than I'd like. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should move over to San Francisco. We like to move pretty fast over here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But yeah, but I think that to answer your question, I think that um, if you have life experience, I think everybody brings this whole skill set from their previous career. You mm-hmm. did, I did, and it's just a work ethic and they're – you know, I had to wake up at 1 a.m. for work every day as a news anchor. 1 a.m. my alarm would go off. For 21 years? That's insane. Yeah, most of those years. <laughs> you must and be the most disciplined person out there. 
but you have to do it because you had to, right? Mm -hmm. And so now that I don't have an alarm, I, I, I never wake up until my body tells me to wake up. I promised myself I threw that shit across the room. I never want an alarm again. Mm -hmm. And I don't wake up to one. But now I have to be self-disciplined in a way that no one's telling me to be at work at a certain time. Yeah. That's, that's the beauty of real estate, right? That is the beauty of real estate and any kind of real estate profession that you're in. Yeah. Yeah. And what also, what is really just, I think, the, the best part of real estate, and, and once you get into it and you get into the groove of things, mm -hmm. you're going to appreciate the fact that you don't have a, well, everybody's your boss, but you don't have a boss to answer to and mm -hmm. check in with every day. You can mm -hmm. do your job remotely 90% of the time. Um, that's why I'm able to go on vacation and I still do my job. It's just um, remotely. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love yeah. that. I love that about real estate. And you have the inside knowledge too. So you pick up a really good deal. You're like, wow, this is going to be a really good rental. Yep. You know, so it's very, you can diverse and pivot any way you want. Yeah. You are so humble about everything that you're doing and all of these projects you have going on because I only have a snippet of an idea of what it is that you do. And my God, it's like, it blows my mind. And <laughs> you don't talk about yourself enough. <laughs> like off camera, you guys, I was asking him about what he was doing and it is amazing. And you've created this network that you're a visionary and uh, you don't give yourself enough credit, Ryan. <laughs> I was, I was taught to uh, work in silence and let your work show it for itself, you know? Uh, yeah. That's the Asian way, right? That's the, that's the humble Asian way. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Lily, what kind of, what is your why? Like, what motivates you to do what you do every day? Because I know, like, like you said before, like, you know, you have your own schedule now. You wake up when your body tells you to wake up. But most people will interpret this in a very bad way. Where they're just like, you know what? My life is so structureless. I'm just going to be here, do nothing. But for you, you're different, you know? You, you figure out that, hey, I get, to, I get to wake up whenever I want to dictate my own schedule. But how do you keep yourself so motivated? Because you're very, very successful in everything you do. You want to understand what is your mindset like and what is your why? Yeah, so I'm very type A. So it doesn't take a lot for me to say, I have to get A through Z done today. I'm going to do it and knock it out. I'm not a procrastinator. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big secret. Don't be a procrastinator because life happens and then you never get to it, right? And my why is really clear. And I think that if you go into any job, any, anything you're doing mm -hmm. with a clear why, I think that's almost like the secret recipe to your success because mm -hmm. I make money so my loved ones can enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So I love being able to take my niece who's 19 years old. She's a freshman in college. And mm -hmm. I had said to her when she was in high school, Hey, Sophia, when you graduate, whatever you want, if you get a full ride to college, I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> I love so it. I took her to France and Greece and mm -hmm. cruises. And then just recently over new year's, um, she finished her first semester and I took her to London to see her friends. We took the train all around London, went to, where else did we go? Italy, all through Italy. So my why is to be able to send my mom to all the places she wants to go. My, mm -hmm. take care of my dad, who's mm -hmm. in a care facility, take my niece. And I love to give and I want to see the people I love happy. And that's my why. I love it. That's, that's, that's a really strong why. It's very similar to my why as well. It's to always make my parents proud. But ironically, when I send my parents on vacations, they're like, oh, we're too tired. We don't want to travel. I'm like, right. Wait, why still strong, you know? Yeah. You're a good son, too. I love that. Yeah, I really like that. So what kind of advice would you have 
would you give someone just who, who's just starting out as a real estate agent? Um, like, what kind of advice would you give them for all their struggles their first year? Like, what kind of things they should be looking out for? I know you mentioned that, you know, you should be looking for a mentor. I know that you have a lot more advice to give besides finding a mentor. Like, what are what are some of these advices that you have? Yeah, I would say, and and I'm mentoring three different um, three different people here in the Houston area. Mm-hmm. Two are not part of my team. They just needed help, and I'm I'm happy to help them because I love paying it forward. Um, mm-hmm. I would say that right now, if you're not on social media, get on it. You're like 10 years behind because mm-hmm. somebody who's going to look me up will know my social media, right? They see who you are. They see what you have to offer. They see your credibility. Mm-hmm. And if you are on social media, please don't post a picture of you drinking. Please don't <laughs> party in a short skirt. And I've had conversations with people. How mm-hmm. credible and how responsible do you want to come across? Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're 21 or 51, you know? Mm-hmm. So make sure that you're sending the right message on social media and actually be on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, um, well, I was going to say something else, but have a brokerage that really, you feel that really has your back. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you don't feel like you fit in, that sense of belonging is everything. So I didn't feel like I fit in in a couple of places. And actually my first brokerage uh, was my friend who was my realtor. Mm-hmm. He helped me buy my house. So he was my realtor. He was a small brokerage. He didn't know that he didn't have systems in place to teach me. And Mm -hmm. so when you're a brokerage with five people, 10 people, they don't have classes. They don't have um, structure to teach. And they just have to take time out of their own schedule. Mm -hmm. And he was a competing broker. Yeah. So he's a realtor. He's going to be out hustling. He doesn't have time to sit there in class with me for five hours a day. Mm-hmm. that's something to really watch out for. But he and I are great friends. I love him. He mm-hmm. just didn't have time to teach me. So find a brokerage that will offer you those classes and benefits. Mm-hmm. And usually they'll be bigger ones, bigger brokerages. That's, a, that's a really good advice, you know. And also yeah. I want to point out something too is um, don't be afraid to ask, to ask a mentor for help. Yeah. That most people are afraid because they're like, oh no, what, what, is, what if I'm not, I'm not good enough? What if, you know, you have a lot of self-doubt. But you realize the more people you talk to and you ask questions, they're more generous than you think they are. Yeah, absolutely. Very generous Um, about their time. mm -hmm. Yeah, and so on Instagram, I get DM'd all day from different realtors who are new. Where should I go to? Where should I go to get my license? Uh, Mm -hmm. What should I do in this situation? Are you growing your team? And I'm happy to. I mean, like I don't even respond back to them on direct. Um, message. I just have them call me mm-hmm. or I, get, I call them, Hey, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. And I'll give them direction. And um, yeah, ask for help because there's always someone willing to help you. There are really good people out there. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that statement. Hey, Lily. So what are your short-term and long-term goals of the year? Um, I just, we just came back from uh, this afternoon. We had a meeting, uh, not a meeting an awards banquet. So I grabbed some of these. I snagged them. Yes. Congratulations on the rewards. That's the rewards. Um, That just award fuels my why, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So as far as um, what are my short-term goals, I've hired an executive coach, uh, Kelly Williams, and um, she's going to help me do profit margins, profit losses, and and books. That's the numbers. She's going to help me keep track of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got approved today by the secretary of state for an S corp. Nice. So, yeah. 
and I'm hitting new numbers every year. I know real estate is really hard and daunting for somebody who's just now getting into it, but if I can mm -hmm. do it, you can do it. Sure. And anybody can reach out to me for help. Mm -hmm. Happy to. So, so you mentioned those are short-term goals for now for this year. Getting mm -hmm. okay, awesome. And where do you see yourself in real estate in the next ten to ten to fifteen years? Once you like get to that point where you're like, okay, been there and done that. What do I want to do with real estate? He says, I hope I'm retired. <laughs> <With some income. laughs> um, I think that the next big step in the next five years will be building my team. Mm -hmm. um, I do have a semi buyer's agent, mm -hmm. and I have three girls ladies who work with me mm -hmm. and as buyers agents. But I think that why not dream big? Mm -hmm. Why not? Definitely. So I would like to see a team and I don't know what it looks like yet, mm -hmm. but it would be over 20 people. Yeah. That's fantastic. I love it. You know? Yeah. And I say 20 because 50 sounds so hard to manage, but yeah. if you like three people you're managing those people enter them then it's manageable but i'm learning i'm still learning so much yeah it's a, it's a process i can tell from you yeah. i tell tell you from my own experience you know right now i manage about 50 people oh wow uh, it takes a lot of getting used to and really trusting the right people to do their jobs and hiring the right people to <laughs> to manage yeah. the right people <laughs> is interesting you know yeah. myself personally I have a huge problem letting out control because I feel like it's kind of weird in a way where I feel like no one could do the work as better better than me but yeah. once you let go of that control and you realize and appreciate people or what they're, what they're good at that, that comes naturally you're like okay this, you're so much better than me you take it I'm gonna, I'm gonna work in the business on the parts that I feel like suits my strengths more and I delegate stuff that I feel like can grow the business under you and you build that trust you know I think that was a really big learning experience for you to let go, right? Because mm -hmm. I have the same mentality. I can just do it quicker. Let me just do it. Let me just do it. Yeah. And then you'll never give yourself leverage. No, not at all. Yeah. And taking vacations would be a lot harder. Because you know. oh, no, I do everything. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, in year one, I hired a full-time transaction coordinator because let me be the face of, let me, you do all the paperwork for me. And mm -hmm. so I had a team since day one, but, um, it's hard to let go. It's, it it's a, I'm learning. I'm learning. Hey, uh, what kind of books, podcasts, or other mediums do you draw inspiration from? Oh, let me pull this up. Let me pull this up. I am reading so many different books, audio books, because in Houston, I'm in my car all day long. I drove 20,000 miles last year. Holy moly. I know. So um, here's some books that I recommend. The Road Less Stupid mm -hmm. is by Keith Cunnan. Uh, let's see. Also, uh, let's see what else here. Failing Forward by John Maxwell. Mm -hmm. um, and some other ones. Uh, the Five People You Meet in Heaven. That's just kind of a personal one. Mm -hmm. And then um, I read a, um, a bunch of other ones that I'll, I'll give you so you can pass to your listeners. Mm -hmm. They're not on here right now. Um, the Scientific Secrets of Perfect Timing. By Daniel Pink. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Atomic Habits. You guys have to read Atomic Habits. Yep. I highly recommend that book as well. It's a great yeah. book. Mm -hmm. but yeah. Thank you for your recommendations. Appreciate it. What are yours? Uh, I personally like Deep Work by Cal Newport. Mm -hmm. Just because uh, my days get 
a little bit crazy. And I realized that by having time blocks during my day where I work on certain things will help me increase my productivity. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, I realized that if I had to sit down at my desk for more than two hours, my quality of work goes down. Oh, I see. And instead, I work really, really hard with no distractions for two hours. Yeah. I spend 30 minutes managing my social media accounts. And then, I, and then depending on my mood, I switch gears to something else. You know, mm-hmm. so in a way, it helps me manage my real estate projects, helps me manage my, my media company that I'm building right now. And just to change gears really quickly and have these time blocks because if you let messages flood your, your day, you're not going to get anything done. Right. And as soon as you're distracted, you have to spend 15, 20 minutes to kind of get yourself back into the mood. So yeah, why yeah. go through that struggle over and over again? You're not getting to the place you want to be. Yeah. But yeah. Sense. I'm still learning that because it's like the moment you go back to your phone, there's 40 messages, right? Exactly. It's a, uh, especially but with, uh, with the Facebook group that, that, we, yeah, <laughs> that you created, that you created. Uh, we've been getting about, I don't know, like 200, 300 notifications a day. Yeah. And about 50 to a hundred messages every single, every That's single amazing. day. <laughs> yeah. Your dream has just like it exploded. It really did. It exploded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really proud of you for that. Very grateful for the opportunity to be here. You know, so Lily, how can we find out more about you and reach out to you? Okay, um, you can email me anytime. Mm-hmm. Lily at lilyjangrealestate.com. Mm-hmm. My Instagram is okay. It sounds so um, conceited, but it's the Lily Jang. But when <laughs> I started it, I didn't know you couldn't change it because somebody was already Lily Jang. Mm-hmm. So it is um, the Lily Jang. And then I'm on in, uh, Facebook as well. All right. I'll include all those in the show notes. Yay! Thank you, Lily, for taking the time to talk to me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. The pleasure was all mine. Awesome.